0: Today on Culture Shift, we look at a plea from officers of the U.S. military. They're worried that if we don't rise up, the forces of socialism and Marxism will undo America's freedoms. Welcome to Culture Shift, The Barry Ferris Show. We are living in an American culture that has shifted from tolerant to cancel culture, from decent to rude, from optimistic to cynical, and from relatively safe to increasingly violent but it's not too late. I hope to equip you with a historical framework applied to current events so you can lead and get America back on track for good. Welcome back to The Barry Farrah Show, Culture Shift. Today, we'll take a look at a powerful letter from over 120 retired military officers, admirals and generals. This open letter was released last Monday, May 10th. In it, they convey their belief that the nation is in deep trouble If you missed it, I'll share it with you in just a minute. First, let's review a couple ideas. I believe that your success depends on your freedom. To have real success, it's not just about career success or even family success, but the freedom to achieve and enjoy without being controlled by others. Yet, according to social scientists, 63% of millennials don't know about Auschwitz. They know that Hitler was a fascist, but somehow missed that he massacred 6 million Jews. They also don't know how that government system elevated the odious leader by abolishing democracy and persuading the German people to exchange their individual rights for the good of the Führer State. It originated in the National Socialist German Workers' Party. It had a disdain for freedom rights, and it used social Darwinism and anti-Semitism to emerge during a national emergency. Hitler sold his brand of centralized control by declaring it was an improvement to Marxism. Marxism is the foundation of socialism. It's the anti-nuclear family, anti-private property, anti-Christianity system. A brief look at the reality of recent world history is straightforward. Socialism, which leads to communism, is really, really bad. Since 1900, we know empirically that evil and despair are the result when socialists are in total command of a society. A survey of millennials found that only 34% know who Stalin is. He's the atheist communist guy who murdered 20 million people. And only 21% of millennials know about the atrocities of Mao. He's the Chinese ruler of the Communist Party. He massacred over 40 million people. These are regimes that started by controlling what you could say and what you can believe. That's how they all got started. They controlled dissent. If you add up the death toll from the European, Chinese, Cuban, North Korean, Vietnamese, and Cambodian communist regimes since 1900, the Wall Street Journal estimates that over 100 million people were subject to mass killings. Now those are killings where where they were executed through forced labor or starvation or some harsh imprisonment. But social scientists inform us that millennials and many Gen Zers believe that socialism is just a gentle concept. It's just a redistribution of wealth. Redistribution is not gentle. It requires force. And the primary use of force is into a system of thought. The idea of socialism is to take from those who have more and give it to those who have less. It's marketed as correcting the injustice of the capitalistic model. To succeed, these tyrannical leaders destroyed private property rights. That that means they forcibly took from those who had more. And to pull this off, they had to beat down family values and eradicate any Christian notion of thrift, virtue, honor, worship, professional growth, or personal liberty. They accomplished this with re-education camps where they forced compliance of certain behavior designed to make it noble to give up your freedom rights and selfish to hold on to them. If you wouldn't break, if you, if you still believed in freedom and individual liberty, well, you were killed, usually by torture. If you secretly kept back grain to feed your family, you got killed, usually beaten to death. If you tried to escape the misery, you got killed, usually brutally in front of your family. There are gruesome pictures and videos of these atrocities of mass killings, but these historical facts are missing from school textbooks. These regimes were started with socialistic political thought. Public school students have not been exposed to an honest appraisal. The the bad guys I mentioned are pretty much all dead now, so it might be hard to envision. Let's take a look at a current socialist regime in Venezuela. Venezuela is a nation rich in natural resources with abundant oil, natural gas, iron, ore, gold, bauxite, and diamonds. They are able to produce an overflow of coffee, sugarcane, rice, corn, bananas, coconuts, and mangoes. Yet, the people are poor. The per-person income has plummeted. The grocery stores are empty. People are starving. Why? Well, under the ideas of socialism, Venezuelan leader Hugo Chavez arbitrarily declared businesses the property of the state. For example, in 2007, Chavez stood up on a platform in the public square and he he pointed to a building and declared, let it be nationalized. He pointed to another, let it be nationalized. He pointed to CANTV, which was the largest telecom company, and he declared, that's no longer a private company. It is now nationalized. Just like that, He declared the state the majority shareholder. He simply stole private property from the people that owned it. He proceeded to take over everything he could and forcibly make it the property of the state. This is what redistribution of wealth really looks like. That's a story you can tell your leftist peers over beers. Maduro, his successor, has extended the misery. Venezuela has been declared a deep humanitarian crisis. He crushes the opposition by jailing or exiling critics and using lethal force against any protesters. While you were developing into a young man or young woman, Venezuela's government was plundering private property and replacing all economic freedom principles with socialism. If you speak your mind against the government, even on social media, that's deemed an act of terrorism. You'll lose your job, go to jail, or worse. Though four million fled the country, the citizens who couldn't afford to flee are stuck, and they've lost their remaining freedom rights. There's widespread disease. Starvation is rampant in a land of abundance, all because of the impact of collective guilt and the dismantling of Judeo-Christian values. The data against socialism is empirical, it's indisputable, and it's right before our eyes. Not only is socialism evil, envy-driven, violent, and bad for your health, socialism's bad for your mind, will, and emotions. It's bad for your soul. Remember King David from the Old Testament? He rose up with courage against Goliath, against all the odds, and today, Our retired military leaders are appealing to us to have similar courage. These military leaders are speaking from a position of experiential authority. Let's look at their letter. I've got it right here, and I'm actually going to read it to you. Our nation's in deep peril. We're in a fight for our survival as a constitutional republic. Like no other time since our founding in 1776, the conflicts between supporters of socialism and Marxism versus supporters of constitutional freedom and liberty. Again, this is the letter from 120 of these retired generals and admirals. During the 2020 election, an open letter from senior military leaders was signed by 317 retired generals and admirals. And it said that the 2020 election could be the most important election since our country was founded. With the Democratic Party welcoming socialists and Marxists, our historic way of life is at stake. Unfortunately, that statement's truth was quickly revealed beginning with the election process itself. Without fair and honest elections, what accurately reflect the will of the people our constitutional republic is lost. Election integrity demands ensuring that there's one legal vote cast and counted per citizen. Legal votes are identified by state legislatures, approved controls using government IDs, verified signatures, etc. Today, many are calling such common sense controls racist in an attempt to avoid having fair and honest elections. Using racial terms to suppress proof of eligibility is itself a tyrannical intimidation tactic. Additionally, the rule of law must be enforced in our election processes to ensure integrity. The FBI and Supreme Court must act swiftly when election irregularities are surfaced and not ignore them, as was the case in 2020. Finally, H.R. 1 and S. 1, if passed, would destroy election integrity and fairness and allow Democrats to remain in power, violating our Constitution and ending our representative republic. Aside from the election, the current administration has launched a full-blown assault on our constitutional rights in a dictatorial manner, bypassing Congress with more than 50 executive orders that were quickly signed, many reversing the previous administration's effective policies and regulations. Moreover, population control actions such as excessive lockdowns, school and business closures, and most alarming, censorship of written and verbal expression are all direct assaults on our fundamental rights." We must support and hold accountable politicians who will act to counter socialism, Marxism, and progressivism, support our constitutional republic, and insist on fiscally responsible governing while focusing on all Americans, especially the middle class, not special interests or extremist groups, which are used to divide us into warring factions. Then they have additional national security issues and actions they want to mention. Open borders jeopardize national security by increasing human trafficking, drug cartels, terrorist entry, health, uh, COVID-19 dangers, and humanitarian crises. Illegal aliens are flooding our country, bringing high economic costs, crime, lowering wages, and illegal voting in some states. We must reestablish border controls and continue building the wall while supporting our dedicated border control personnel. Sovereign nations must have controlled borders. Number two, China is the greatest external threat to America. Establishing cooperative relations with the Chinese Communist Party emboldens them to continue progress toward world domination, militarily, economically, politically, and technologically. We must impose more sanctions and restrictions to impede their world domination goal and protect America's interests. Number three, the free flow of information is critical to the security of our republic, as illustrated by freedom of speech and the press being in the First Amendment of our Constitution. Censoring speech and expression, distorting speech, spreading disinformation by government officials, private entities, and the media are methods to suppress the free flow of information, a tyrannical technique used in closed societies. We must counter this on all fronts, beginning with removing Section 230 protection from big tech. Four. Re-engaging in the flawed Iran nuclear deal results in Iran acquiring nuclear weapons along with the means to deliver them, thereby upsetting Mideast peace initiatives and aiding a terrorist nation whose slogans and goals include death to America and death to Israel. We must resist the new China-Iran agreement and not support the Iran nuclear deal. In addition, continue with Mideast peace initiatives, the Arabian Accords and support for Israel. Number five. Stopping the Keystone Pipeline eliminates our recently established energy independence and causes us to be energy dependent on nations not friendly to us while eliminating valuable American jobs. We must open the Keystone Pipeline and regain our energy independence for national security and economic reasons. Six. Using the U.S. military as political pawns with thousands of troops deployed around the U.S. Capitol building, patrolling fences, guarding against a non-existent threat, along with forcing politically correct policies, such as introducing divisive critical race theory into the military at the expense of the warfighting mission, seriously degrades readiness to fight and win our nation's wars, creating a major national security issue. We must support our military and veterans, focus on warfighting, and eliminate the corrosive infusion of political correctness, which damages morale and warfighting cohesion. Seven, the rule of law is fundamental to our Republican security. Anarchy, as seen in certain cities, cannot be tolerated. We must support our law enforcement personnel and insist that district attorneys, our courts, and the U.S. Department of Justice enforce the law equally, fairly, and consistently toward all. The mental and physical condition of the Commander-in-Chief cannot be ignored. He must be able quickly to make accurate national security decisions involving life and limb anywhere, day or night. Democratic leadership's recent inquiries about nuclear code procedures send a dangerous national security signal to nuclear-armed adversaries, raising questions about who's in charge. We must always have an unquestionable chain of command. Under a Democratic Congress and the current administration, our country has taken a hard left turn toward socialism and a Marxist form of tyrannical government, which must be countered now by electing congressional and presidential candidates who will always act to defend our constitutional republic. The survival of our nation and its cherished freedoms, liberty, and historic values are at stake. We urge all citizens to get involved now at the local, state, and or national level to elect political representatives who will act to save America, our constitutional republic, and hold those currently in office accountable. The will of the people must be heard and followed. And that was signed by over 120 retired admirals and generals. And these guys, we should listen to them. We should listen to what they have to say. I mean, they spent their career defending our freedoms. And they've seen firsthand the despair of Marxist regimes. The American culture that promotes freedom is uplifting. It's positive. It's generous. And we still have that framework for this free society. It's encoded in our great American founding documents. Even if that foundation's been rattled, as it has, but you have the power. You have the opportunity to make it even better. You might say, well, how'd we fall so far so fast? Well, it really started a long time ago when we kind of gave over a public school system. The administrators and the teachers spread their leftist ideology, deliberately eliminating accurate, positive information about America's founding and triumph over evil. You know, America was and is led by real people with human frailty, but they were not and are not primarily racist, and there's no way you could say they were imperialistic. I mean, if that were true, after the total U.S. victory in World War II, Japan and Western Europe, I mean, all those guys would be part of the United States. We conquered Japan and Western Europe. They'd be part of the U.S. if we were imperialistic, but no, we rebuilt them and gave them back to themselves. Most education today is irrationally closed-minded. Most college professors are just far left, and they're fearful of you when you speak your mind and cancel you if your thoughts are freedom-based. Over the long term, this anti-God mindset has adverse consequences. It positions public officials to ignore freedom principles. There's no higher authority to submit to. And this dangerous phenomenon opens the door to interfere with everything excellent I believe we should listen to these military officers because they promote a confident belief in the goodness of moral strength. They're recommending you get involved at every level, that you don't hide and hope it just goes away. Going back to King David, he rose up against Goliath and he said, who are these unbelieving enemies defying the armies of the living God? They make a compelling point to rise up like David. I'm hoping you will. God bless you. Hi, I'm David Farah. Thank you for listening to my dad's podcast, The Barry Farrah Show, Culture Shift. Click subscribe now to be sure you don't miss an episode. Share this podcast with your friends on social media and give The Barry Farah Show your five-star rating. Check out today's show notes below this episode and at thebarryfarashow.com. This podcast is also available in video format at The Barry Farrah Show on YouTube. See you next time.